five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Oh, hey, everybody. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. Come in. Come in. Take off your uh, shoes. It's great to... <laughs> yeah, do. Wipe, wipe your feet. It's, uh, it's great to see you. Uh, I'm Kieran. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Michael. Hi, Michael. Oh, hi, Kieran. Uh, let me just pass over hi. this cup of tea to... Um... Oh. To the guest who just walked in, cup of cup of tea noise, cup of tea. Oh, noise. that's a nice idea. Where where are my manners? Thank you for taking care of that. Well, <laughs> folks, welcome to Holy Half Hour. Uh, it's our weekly podcast where we have a whole range of interesting and fun stuff. Uh, we have quizzes, unlikely worship songs. We have a Bible fact every week, which this week comes from Philippians, doesn't it, Michael? Sure does, Kieran. I'm excited to share it with you. Yeah, well, excited to hear it. It's going to be great. Uh, but to start off, Michael, what's your favourite way to travel? Mm, that's a good question. How do you like to travel? You know, I've not, I haven't driven a car in a while. I think last year we rented a car for a week. Before that, I hadn't driven in like three years. I enjoy driving, mm. especially um, in quieter places. But I've not done it in a while, so I think probably my favorite way to travel is in a train. I like a train, Kieran. You know why? Because mm. usually when you're in a train, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to get a train down up to Scotland. I say that. I say down to Scotland. <laughs> I'm in London. Like, nope. Pretty sure it's up. Um, to come to your wedding soon, Fun, fun. In and, fact, uh, when yeah. does when does this episode go out? Will I be married by the time this no, airs? Because we're recording it a little bit early. Is it the we next are, one? We are. It's the next one, which yeah. uh, I've oh, got some man. wedding shenanigans planned for the next episode, Kieran, because you will be married <laughs> by the time the next episode goes out. Oh, wow. Um, Measured yes, in episodes uh, of this podcast, life is short and moves very quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I like a train because you can sit there and someone else drives it. And you don't have to really even pay much attention. And you can just relax, read a book, listen to a great podcast like Holy Half Hour. Not that I listen to that, but other people might. <laughs> and uh, yeah, eat food, relax. Uh, the exception is recently having had a baby. Having a baby on a train is a wee bit more work. But even then, compared to having a baby on a plane, it's still much more chill. So I think on average, okay. I'm a train guy. What about you? Nice. Yeah, well, do you know, as someone who has to drive all the time, mm. I love to be driven by somebody else mm. or flown or piloted or whatever. So mm. <laughs> basically, I, I, I love the train too. Trains are, are great fun. I wish I had the opportunity to take the train more. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great, uh, relaxing, environmentally sound way to travel. And I'm mm. a big fan. Ooh, I love Kieran. to fly. Oh, Kieran. Interrupt you, but you're moving to a place soon yeah. that has trams as well. Mmm, yes, oh. and they're putting more in. I don't know if you know this, Michael, but I think they're trying to finish that. the trams in Edinburgh, where I'm moving to. I think mm. that's what they're doing anyway. They're certainly digging up large parts of the city, so uh, hopefully they're doing something that. productive. 
but uh, <laughs> I, I assume it's the trams. So yeah, no, I was just going to say I, I do love to fly. Mm. Um, don't not a big fan of takeoff, but everything mm, else about same. flying I really like. Yeah, and uh, obviously there's the environmental considerations now. So um, you know, oh, we're mm. uh, it's, it's not the it's not the the most environmentally sound way to way to travel. But there's not it is, many of those around, though, is there really? I mean, unless you're going to well, cycle no, that's everywhere. true. Well, that's it. You know, it's uh, everything has a cost in that sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Sure but does. it is tremendous fun. Oh yes, and and obviously lets you go to places that would be you know, basically impossible to travel to otherwise. Mm. So it's you know and a remarkable, remarkable invention. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing about flying is that on average, when you fly, you're going somewhere awesome, like usually on holiday or somewhere like unusual or with exciting things to see. But yeah, I still, I feel that for me, flying is more like the tax you pay in order to go somewhere cool. Because I, I similarly get a bit, I'm fine when the plane's in the air, even if there's turbulence. But mm. when it's taken off and landing, I'm a bit, <sighs> mm. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. yeah, so trains and planes, man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes automobiles, but only uh, if we're absolutely necessary. And only if John Candy's involved. <laughs> Well, Michael, do you have a quiz for me? <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> I'm not falling into that trap. I've already sung mm. the response to that once, Kieran. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry, I'll put that jingle in. So it wouldn't matter if you, whether you sing it or not. <laughs> You'll be forced to. Um, <laughs> I do have a quiz for you, Kieran, and uh, I think you're going to like it. Um I've, uh, last week I did a, an Ephesians-based quiz because we were looking at Ephesians. So this week I thought I'd do a, a vaguely, slightly tortured link uh, to Philippians. Um, as I'm as I'm going to discuss later in my Bible fact section, Philippians is kind of like the greatest hits of Paul. There's so many famous verses in there. Um, but Philippians 4, 6 to 7, Kieran, do you happen to know what you find there? Quick, quick question. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Uh, now, is Do that the, be. don't don't worry, yeah, don't be anxious, exactly. but everything by prayer and perdition, present your request to God. Is it that one? Exactly. Well done. Do not be anxious yeah. about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace mm-hmm. of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Great, Brilliant. great section of scripture. Important thing to remember. I, we could do an entire series just on that one verse. We won't, but we could. And I was thinking anxious, anxiety, things that people are afraid of. Do you know what's a classic quiz? It's a phobia quiz, Kieran. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I'd do you a, nice. a phobia. So I've got five phobias for you. And um, I'm going to give you three options for each because I thought that might be a wee bit simpler. Um, and yeah, you just have to, I'll give you the name of the phobia. I'll give you three options of what it's the fear of. And you have to tell me which one you think is the real fear. Make sense? Got it. All right. Here's the first one, Kieran. Acrophobia. Acrophobia. Is it the fear of being upside down? The fear of heights or the fear of exercise? Acrophobia. Acrophobia. Well, it kind of makes me think of acrobat. So mm. I'm going to go with heights. 
Heights. All right, let's take a look and see. You are mm. correct, sir. Okay. Cacophobia. Cacophobia. C-A-C-O-phobia. Is it the fear of ugliness? The fear of loud noises? Or the fear of pooping your pants? <laughs> uh, I'm not mature enough to to hold it together for that one. I, I have a feeling that's going to be loud noises because cacophobia makes me think of cacophony. Oh, so I'm trying to think about where the where these words come from, what the root might mm, be. So I'm going to go wise. with loud noises. Let's take a look and see. Mm-hmm. Oh, you fell into my cacophony is it, is it trap. Poopy? <laughs> is it poopy pants? I hope so. Is the fear of ugliness. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought, I also thought of cacophony and that's why I did that. Oh, it's an option. Uh, excellent. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> uh, you fell into my trap. Okay. I'm going to stop gloating because you're probably going to get the rest right. And we'll go for number three, which is domatophobia. Domatophobia. Is it the fear of houses, the fear of skin, or the fear of tomorrow? Oh, man. Dermatophobia. Houses, skin, or tomorrow? I'm going to say skin. All right. Let's take a look and see. It's mm. a tricky one. It's actually the fear of houses, Kieran. Yeah. Mm. You, you scared me with the last one. I felt that that was, <laughs> that was my first thought. And I thought, no, I can't go with that because he'll know. <laughs> he already knows. I know all of the things. All right, Kieran. <laughs> <clears throat> it's all to play for. You've got one wrong, one right and two wrong, two left. So you can still win. And here's the fourth. Philematophobia. Philematophobia. The fear of kindness. The fear of stamps, like postage stamps, or the fear of kissing. Philematophobia. If it's not stamps, then this is a very clever clever trap you've laid michael i'm gonna say stamps all right let's take a look and see oh goodness me what disaster Uh, kieran it's the fear of kissing and i'm just too clever for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah the final question gamophobia gamophobia g-a-m-o-phobia Fear of pigs, fear of marriage, or the fear of boredom? Camophobia. I have no idea. <laughs> the one that seems like uh, likely is gamopho- gam- uh, is pigs because of gammon, but uh, mm. I'm not falling for that one again, <laughs> Mr. Smarty Pants. <laughs> so I'm going to say marriage. Marriage? It's a good thing Kieran doesn't have gamophobia, everyone, because he's getting (laughs) married soon. Well done, Kieran. You regained your honor. But ultimately, unfortunately, this week, what was it you said last week? You were knocked off the pedestal of quiz winningness. I said said something ridiculous like the mound of of winningness, the mound of victory. (laughs) The mound of quiz victory. Um, yes. Well, you've you've slipped down one step from your mound of quiz victory, which I'm sure you Mount, will regain when we victory. get to the top three. <laughs> It'd be great if there was a mountain called Mount Quiz Victory. That would be uh, that's that's really good. Sounds really impressive. 
Uh, Well, we can start writing to the Mount Everest uh, Association. (laughs) (laughs) Legally changed. Yeah, to the United Nations uh, Geological Survey Association. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing to do, Michael, is to try and discover a mountain. There's got to be some Mm -hmm. left. You know, there's some remote places in the world. We could maybe, uh, like, discover a mountain on another planet and call it that. Oh, yeah. There's always, there's always mountains yeah. on other planets going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, mm. It need to be a solid one. What have we got? Uh, Mars or mm. Pluto. Might be hard to see, though. Mm, yeah, I don't think we're... I don't think there's much chance of us discovering a mountain on Pluto. Can't you, like, mm. buy sections of the moon or something? You know, it's not real, but mm. some dodgy website will send you, sell you a, a certificate that yeah, yeah. pretends you own some of the moon. Well, maybe we could yeah. like uh, own a section of of a mountain on the moon and call yeah. it Mount Quiz Victory. <laughs> call it Mount Quiz Victory. I mean, this is a good plan. Right. You get I'll on call that. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Book of flight. Jeffrey Bezos. Now you've um, finished all of your uh, wedding organization, obviously. Um, maybe you could organize the the Moon Mountain quiz victory for us. That would be great. <laughs> okay, I'll get on it very soon. Thanks. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, Michael, it's time for an unlikely worship song. Unlikely Worship Songs is the segment, folks, where I bring Michael a song that I've written, usually, or it's sometimes a remix. Uh, but it, it began life as a sort of way to uh, explore parts of the Bible that maybe we don't normally explore with songs or worship songs about topics that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And it's sort of become a kind of catch-all for me doing some sort of musical nonsense every week (laughs) and so but but last week's and this week's are actually in relation to something like a passage of scripture uh so 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 since you're talking about philippians later Mm -hmm. on michael i thought i would uh do a little unlikely worship song based on a section of philippians and this concerns a a character in the bible that perhaps we haven't thought about an awful lot maybe an unsung hero you might say Mm. of of the scriptures so i'm not going to say any more i'm going to let you have a listen and see if uh, you recognize this person if it rings rings any bells <laughs> nice well i can't wait to, to hear it kieran here it comes epaphroditus <laughs> epaphroditus <laughs> My brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier (laughs) Messenger and friend risked his life for the gospel And he almost died Yeah, he almost died But now he's fine Epaphroditus Epaphroditus Epaphroditus, Epaphroditus. 
Nice. Very funky, Kieran. Mm, well, yeah. Good work. Not going to lie, when you started singing about Epaphroditus, I thought you were going to rhyme some kind of illness that was an itis, um, because obviously he gets really sick. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, but yeah. It's like what 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 disease is Kieran gonna suggest that Epaphroditus <laughs> had? But, um, but it, it went a much funkier and, and less uh, dodgy route, so that's probably a wise oh, decision. Oh man, I've missed a trick there. It's a good no, thing think, you didn't I say that to me right a, a, week, a week ago. I think it's a good thing you didn't say that to me a week ago. He's like, I, I would totally have done that, as you know, Michael. <laughs> what disease has Epaphroditus got? Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> Appendicitis. Uh, um, <laughs> Oh, there's no, so much good. potential there. <laughs> uh, man, let's redo this episode next week. <laughs> Looks like someone's got a remix to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, that's good, man. Well, well done. Um, Very fun. Yeah. You know, I was I was having a little uh, a little uh, thumb through Philippians. Mm-hmm. So I knew you were doing the Bible facts. And I thought, hey, there's this guy, Epaphroditus. He, get, he seems like a, a top, top bloke. And he gets a few mentions in the book yeah. uh, as being a, uh, a good friend and helper to assistant, perhaps, to, to Paul. So, um, yeah, thought, why not? We'll give him a little, we'll have a little nod. He gets his own song this episode. I mean, I've been waiting for someone to give Epaphroditus yeah. the credit he was due. And, uh, and then somehow, yeah, yeah. in the back of my mind, Kieran, I always knew it was going to be you. <laughs> And here we are. <laughs> you know, Michael, I started thinking after I'd made this today, uh, 20 minutes ago. No, it wasn't 20 minutes ago. Um, but it's 15. I started thinking, yeah, it's 15. <laughs> I started thinking, what if I meet Epaphroditus in, in, the, in the life to come? Mm. You know, I mean, obviously, I, I, then I feel like, is that sort of arrogant of me to assume that I'm going to get to have a chat with a guy like Epaphroditus? I don't know. But, I, you know. We're mm. both, I, I think, going to be in heaven, right? So yeah, there's a lot of know, time to talk to people be... in in eternity. So. Yeah, well, that's why eventually I assume, you'll get through everybody. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I assume that there'd be plenty of time to chat. I'm imagining so. Uh, and uh, you know, I feel like is it going to be a little bit awkward when mm. if it, it's, mm. assuming Epaphroditus can somehow hear this podcast, mm. you know, that when 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 I get there. That maybe there's going to be some slight awkwardness. Mm. I mean, I'd go out on a me. limb here and, and say that it's probably going to be more awkward for all the people who didn't write a song about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I better get to work. <laughs> the top, 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 top three, three, three. Well, Michael, I believe it's time for a top three, isn't it? Am I right? It sure is. I've got three pairs of common word pairs, each of which appears in the Bible. And I've found out how many times they appear in the New International Version, Kieran, and you've got to tell me which one's in there most. Excellent. Well, let's do it. I had a great time with the last last week's one. I thought that was fantastic. And uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I think these are good, but I, I fear that you will get them all right. But uh, that's okay, because they'll still be fun, and you lost the quiz. So, (laughs) here's the first one. Bed and breakfast, Kieran. Which of these two words appears more times in the New International Version of the Bible? Obviously, this is a tricky one, because, you know, there's a lot of sleeping in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's a very important part of life. It is mentioned quite a bit, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and food is also a big deal yeah. in Scripture. However, uh-huh. how often is breakfast used when talking about food? Because that's my feeling mm. is that maybe the word breakfast doesn't actually come up a lot or not as much as mm. bed, which is a very common item. And so I'm going to say bed. All right. Well, if there's one thing I know, Kieran, is that they don't serve, serve breakfast in hell. <laughs> you remember that song <laughs> by the Newsboys? The Newsboys. Um, <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. You're oh, right. Goodness me. Um, bed appears in 75 verses. Breakfast in just one. Just one. Only a single I, I, is it, of breakfast in the NIV. Is it uh, when Jesus reinstates Peter? Is that the mention of breakfast? Do you have it there? Yes, potentially. Jesus appears on the beach and they have just caught fish. Yeah, exactly. And he, wants to, he wants to cook it. Yeah. I think that's where it is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it reinstates Peter as well, doesn't he? Yeah. John mm. 21, 12. Good job. And, uh, and go listen to the Newsboys song Breakfast, anyone who's not heard that before, because it is <laughs> a throwback to the 90s. Um, right, right. Rock and roll, Kieran. <laughs> rock and or roll. <laughs> that sounds like rock and or roll. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's got to be rock, right? (laughs) I mean, how how often, (laughs) how often does the word roll come up in the Bible? It can't be that much. And then Jesus and the disciples rolled out. (laughs) Someone had to to roll the stone away, Kieran. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, definitely. But they, uh, you know, but they only did that once by my, uh, by my recollection. Well, nobody uh, did it. God did it. Or did Jesus do mm. it? Well, Jesus is God, so it's fine. <laughs> important important theological question. Yeah, I don't actually know. Me neither. Or did no the angels has. do it? Mm. Well, we'll find out after you've spoken to Epaphroditus. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Um, yeah. So absolutely. what, you're saying it has to be rock, is that what you're saying, Kieran? You just think it's so obvious. I mean... Maybe it's hubris on my part, but I feel like rock is quite obviously in the lead here. But but I, I this is you know this is time for a fall because I'm being very prideful. So right, here we well, go. Let's take a look and see, Mister Prideful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, uh, I had a feeling you might get these right. Um, rock is in 106 verses, and roll is in just 16. Um, okay. Okay, you've Five already rolls won. And two fish. Yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> rolls. Sorry, it's just a singular. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the 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 boy with a packed lunch said, "Well, I've got one roll here. I've got one roll here." And he, he itemized them all. Yeah, went exactly. through them one by one. Anyway, um, here's the last one: sweet and sour. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be sweet, probably, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of, you know, all the fruit in that. <laughs> <laughs> all the fruit in that that's in the Bible. You know, uh, you can uh, put all, like, oh, all the you fruit know, all that's the, mentioned uh, in the Bible there, I, and all the fruit can, in that. Uh, pomegranates and that, you can. They're sweet-like. <laughs> uh, mm. So, yeah, whereas sour... Mm, 
where where is that? Uh, is it Ezekiel that eats the scroll, mm. and it's, it's sweet in his mouth and sour in his stomach? And there's the there's the maybe the vinegar that G- they give Jesus to drink is described as sour, possibly. I can't I can't think of many references to sour. Mm. Uh, so again, could be could be way off, but I feel like sweet is probably the winner. All right, let's take a look and see. Hey, well done. That wasn't a very good ring of the bell, but it was still correct nonetheless. Um, sweet, 23 verses, and sour, just six. Good work. Mm. Well, Kieran, I feel like those weren't the hardest, but you also did very well. And, uh, mm. and it was fun, and that's the main thing. I had a great time. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Bible facts coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. It's time, everybody, for a Bible fact. Coming so, at your doom with these actual... Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I feel like I'm referencing lots of uh, classic jingles today from our show. <laughs> I'm just in that sort of mood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time for a Bible fact. And, yes. and this week our Bible fact is from the book of Philippians, and it's brought to us by none other than Michael. Hello. So uh, I've been looking forward to this, Michael. I'm sure it's going to be awesome and uh, take it away. Here it is. Well, thank you, Kieran. And uh, yeah, Philippians, again, a great book. Um, I get pretty excited about some of these Bible facts, so I'm going to try and keep my cool. Galatians, my last Bible fact went on a little bit, so I'm going to try and keep this one a wee bit simpler. But let's think about Philippians first of all. Um, Paul's writing to the church in Philippi. It's the first Christian community that he planted in Eastern Europe. He probably planted the church around 11 years before writing this letter. As he writes it, he's in prison. Um, He is writing to thank them for sending him support and uh, through Epaphroditus, uh, who has an excellent theme song. And, um, (laughs) And yeah, also to encourage them with the incredible content of this letter. And as I said uh, during the quiz, Philippians is kind of like the greatest hits of Paul. It has incredible, uh, very uh, requotable sections in it. Um, but it's also an amazing insight into his mind and into his life and into his motivations. Because unlike Galatians, where where Paul was very much writing to address a singular um, false teaching that was prevalent in the church at the time, this is kind of like... Just loads of great stuff, loads of general teaching, loads of amazing things in there. Um, the Bible Project have, as you, as regular listeners will know, um, great videos that explain the structure of various books, and they suggest that um, Philippians is kind of centered around the poem that's in Philippians two six to eleven. Other structures in other books I read didn't necessarily suggest that it's structured around that, but it's certainly a key point. And that's what we're going to be looking at. But before we do that, I just wanted to just want to kind of quickly blast through some of the greatest hits of Philippians. Philippians 1 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. How many of these have you heard? Philippians 1 21, to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
How about from Philippians 2, 14 to 15? Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Or Philippians 3, loads of stuff in Philippians 3, but namely like 7, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Or I've not already obtained this but or arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Mm, um, classic. You know, as we mentioned in the quiz, Philippians 4, uh, do not be anxious about anything. Again, in Philippians 4, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, worthy, think about such things. So many incredible sections of scripture in Philippians. And, um, and it's amazing. But I think one, one shines above it all in a sense for me, and that is the, the kind of central poem in Philippians 2, 6 to 11. And um, it's because it's very explicitly about Jesus, about the nature of Jesus, about who he is. And obviously, everything that Paul is doing, all of his chains, all of his, you know, bringing everything, all his work, all his traveling, all his preaching, all his teaching, all his letter writing, it's all about Jesus. His whole life is about Jesus. His one waking thought is about Jesus, you know. Like he says, like I just quoted, he says that to live is Christ. If he if he gets to continue living, he's going to continue to preach about Jesus. But to die is gain, because if he dies, he gets to go be with Jesus. Jesus is his entire purpose for living. And that's why this is such a powerful and beautiful poem in the middle. So I'm going to read it out. So this is from Philippians 2, 6 to 11. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. It's an amazing Christological, Christological, and theological section of Scripture. But mm -hmm. I guess the fact, other than the few that I've peppered in, is that even in this profound and Christological, so about the nature of Christ section of Paul's writing, he never just does theology for theology's sake, Paul. It's always practical. It's always for a purpose. It's always about discipleship and encouragement. And in this section, he's calling the church to unity. The very start of this says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. And then he talks about Christ's mindset, which is amazing and beautiful. And we just looked at it. But one thing that I find really compelling about Paul is that he writes these truths, which are more beautiful and more incredible and more illuminating than anything I could ever dream of writing or even dream of thinking without him telling me. But they're always practical. 
and they always are useful for building us up, for encouraging us, for bringing us closer to Jesus. They're never just theology for theology's sake. And I think that that's an important reminder as I go about my day to day and Kieran, you go about yours and listeners, you go about yours. Are the things that we're doing, are they for a purpose? Are they for a purpose that is glorifying to God and, and building God's kingdom? Or are we just spinning our wheels? Even the godly stuff we do, is it navel gazing or is it genuinely for building others up and building ourselves closer to Christ or, or, or achieving something? And as we know, it's not through works that we're saved. We don't need to do things to be right with God. But being right with God affects our, our actions. And uh, I know as someone who finds the Bible really interesting, as you may have guessed from listening to the podcast, that I do, I am, I'm prone to just be like learning stuff or memorizing stuff or doing whatever just for the sake of it, just because I find it interesting without necessarily mm. actually opening up my heart and letting even the things that I spend hours and hours memorizing really genuinely change me. Um, mm. So it's a challenge for me like all these beautiful things in the Bible, they have purpose, but am I letting them achieve their purposes in my life? Question mark. Not usually need to do that more, need to soften my heart and mm. pray that God would do that. So yeah, that's my Bible fact, Kieran, that if Paul doesn't theology for theology's sake. He is a practical guy, even though he writes incredibly well. What do you think? Yeah, man, I, I love it. And I love the the beautiful inspirational verses that you've brought there some of my favorites in there like philippians three fourteen about pressing on towards the goal and that whole passage and you know um, even what you said i think was it philippians 2 6 jesus who being in very nature of god did not consider equality with god something to be grasped is that one that you mm. yeah that's uh, the, sharing that's there the, the main that's that part of that poem yeah, that paul yeah. writes and yeah 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 absolutely beautiful and uh, and what a beautiful uh, insight into the heart of God as well, you know, uh, that Jesus, being who he is, humbled himself for our sake, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but yeah, there's so much in there, man. I mean, like you say, there's just so many inspiring, encouraging things that I, hearing them now, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Even, you know, um, and and it's just such a such an encouragement to to hear some of that again. But you're right. Mm. I think it's also it's so easy to go through the motions, isn't it? Mm. Even if you're you know, even if when you love God and His Word, it's easy to get into doing things for their own sake. Or mm. you know, even listeners in preparing for this podcast, you know, um, my time spent preparing Bible facts is not always the thoughtful, prayerful, contemplative thing that I kind of wish it was. Sometimes it's a bit of a mad rush, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but it's so easy for that to happen in general in our in our lives and in our relationship yeah. with the Lord, I think. Um, yeah, I'm in a, in a busy season right now in my life, as has been mentioned. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so hard to keep the balance and to keep remain mindful of, of the Lord day to day. Uh, you know, I want to be doing way better at that than I am. Um, but as you've also said, you know, uh, it's a beautiful reminder of the grace of God and we are saved by grace alone through faith alone. And, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, and we we do know also that faith without deeds is dead and that deeds, good works should be the mark of someone whose heart is being transformed by the Lord. Mm. Um, but the works don't get us through the door, as it were. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's God's grace and that gift of grace. That's in th- what our standing before God is, is based on. And I think that's a, a, a important and reassuring, very reassuring reminder for all those times where uh, you know, I feel like I've fallen short because I so often do. Mm. Uh, but God is gracious and God is, is good and, and faithful to us, you know, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, amen. So listeners, go read Philippians, but most importantly, choose one section of Philippians that appeals to you or speaks to you and open your heart to the truths that are within it and meditate on those and pray about those because, you know, it's not just for the sake of beautiful writing that it exists. It's there to change your life. And even if you already know Christ and your life's already been changed, God is not done with you yet. He wants to change you more. So yeah, do that and I will do the same. Amen. Bible Facts Michael and Kiaran with some Bible Facts. Well, that's about all we've got time for, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we really appreciate you listeners and um, appreciate you too, Michael. Thanks for uh, your contribution today. It's been, it's been a blast. Pleasure as always, Kieran. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time, folks. Can't believe that we've, what was it you were saying, Michael? We've got 15 books of the Bible left to do on our marathon. So, uh, as of this recording, we have 16 mm. left. Uh, yeah, but next right, week right. after we do Colossians, just be 15 left. Oh, man can't believe it looking forward to the next one everyone and we will see you there goodbye bye for now